Hello again, and thank you all for joining us here at the Stories Station. I'm Kay McCoy, your host, and today our featured guest is none other than Dania. How are you? I'm all right, Kay McCoy. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm, I'm all right. Go ahead and let everybody know a little bit about you, who you are, what it is that you write. <laughs> okay, guys, how y'all doing? My name is Daniil Brown. That's my pen name. <laughs> <laughs> I have a book out already. It's called Juice Box, The Book of Shun. That's my first book. My second book that's um, about to be released actually in February mm-hmm. is Mischief Island. Um, I've been writing for quite a while now. I think I've been a writer all my life. Uh, my mom used to find things that I used to write in notebooks and stuff, and they didn't always have good words on them. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, that was really how I got started reading. I mean, my mom is, a, is an avid reader. She reads, oh, my God, like, the people at the library have been knowing her by her first and last name. <laughs> they, <laughs> and they probably that know what she ass. wants to read, too, so they always yeah. have it ready. I like that, yeah. She's one of those ladies that if she find a book or hear about a book, she goes in and requests them and different things of that nature. And they get them for her and stuff like that. See, I love so I got to thank her for the reading side. Um, uh, thanks, but I kinda, as I got older, yeah, as I got older, I kind of got away from reading novels and got more into the, to the comic book reading and more into like magazine reading. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we all go through phases, thought I was a poet for a minute, thought I was a rapper for a minute, and um, the, the love of writing just never left. And my mind, I'm an analytical thinker to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I could be watching a TV show and in the back of my mind, I'm saying how I would have did it. See? So that's, that's <laughs> what made me go ahead and decide to say, you know what, I like creating worlds. So mm-hmm. let me start creating my own. And that's how the that's how I actually started really getting to writing to a point where I was ready to start letting the world uh tell me how good or bad they felt it was. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Seriously, because that, that's what I call occupational hazard when you're watching a movie <laughs> or a television series and you're like, man, that just don't make no sense. Why would they and then you figure out what what's going to happen next and you're sitting next to somebody and they're like really have you already seen no i haven't seen it It just you can see it's called foreshadowing like she came in with the reds on like i just i just saw this on another show yeah they they did it the exact same way they just flipped it a little bit it was a different location same script that's it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's it, that's uh, it. And you know that's what that's what what happens a lot. They mm-hmm. they roll with what, what, what works. They keep yeah. going with what works. Sometimes. It works. You know what I'm saying. Same thing with yeah. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry took his Broadway to the movies, and it, it still works because he knows his audience. So that brings me to my I guess my first question: When you okay. released your first book, how did you how did the audience respond to that overall? Was it overwhelming? Was it crickets? How was that? <laughs> It was a little mixture of both. Um, you know, it was a lot of ooh and ah from a lot of people close to me because a lot of them didn't really realize that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, for people that I didn't know, I mean, it was bringing something to them that I guess in a sense they had never seen. Because mm-hmm. um, Juice Box is juicy. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I mean, no, I, I think that a lot of people, 
it's been out for two years now. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you see now how people are waiting for the next book. Mm-hmm. It kind of shows me the appreciation for the first one. I see. I like that. So you always have people in the background as you're working on the second one. Like, okay, so um, when can we expect the second book? <laughs> right, right, right. They're actually waiting for part two of Juice Box. But like I tell people, writing is funny because... Um, I'm one of those people that you see in a grocery store mm-hmm. and I can see two people having a conversation, but in my head, mm-hmm. I didn't gave them a name and everything. They oh, got dialogue. Yeah, everything, you know, <laughs> but what happened was is the next book, like I said, it's called Mr. Fowler. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even in the shower at night, the character started just being with me everywhere I went. I mean, I couldn't get away from him, So, with them taking up so much space in my head, it was hard for me to write the follow-up to Juicebox. So I had to go ahead and get Mr. Filing out of the way. And mm-hmm. now hopefully no other story occupies my mind and I can I can get to Juicebox too for, for the people that's waiting on it. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that feeling completely. Like I was saying earlier, <laughs> working on a series and it's like the reason why it took three years to get the five books done is because you got all these other characters with these other stories going on. And when you're traveling, it's just like, oh my gosh, can I please have some peace? I need to finish this. But yeah. other people and they're like, nope, it's time to tell our story now. And it's just yeah. like, yeah. So how, how did you manage to take away or not take away, but how did you manage your time as far as telling the new stories while keeping your eye on the prize and saying, okay, juice box, I'm going to get back to you. I swear. But first let me, let me finish this story. How did you divide that time? Because again, you're busy. So how did you make that all work? (laughs) The time took over. Like I said, I mean, (laughs) I actually sat down one day. I mean, I took pictures of it, put it on Instagram. Like, all right, guys, I'm getting ready to start working on Juice Box too. I wrote a whole chapter, and as I went back and read it, the chapter is a chapter that you will see in Mr. Father. I love that. And when that happened, that's when I just told myself to just go ahead, focus on Mr. Father, mm-hmm. knock it out as fast as I possibly could, and then try to get back. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, last year was 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 crazy. Twenty twenty was something we've never seen in our life. Hopefully, we never see again. Twenty twenty was an ugly beast. <laughs> it was. Yes, ugly. it was. <laughs> so uh, that just gave me time to kind of um, think of some more ideas, actually. But um, I finally got Mister Filing finally finished. I meant to say, mm-hmm. and. Um, Hey, man, I'm just excited. I can't wait till y'all read it. (laughs) I can't wait to read it either. So now that we're talking about your second book, what can you tell us without giving away like any big spoilers? What can you tell us about the second book? The second book, well, I I don't know if I said this, but I write erotic tales (laughs) is what I write. Um, (laughs) You know, but my thing is, is I always try to put a story within it. So it's not like you just read in form. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, smut is a thing. So if you want to read really that, but just don't expect that from you, which is from, good right, 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 right. <laughs> and, and um, so Mischief Island is like um, my day to day job allows me to come in contact with a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I come in contact with a lot of um relationships, people that's are in relationships. Mm-hmm. And when I got this job, they told me sometimes you may become a counselor they didn't lie 
a lot of people I don't know why who are just so open to talk to me about what was going on in their relationship. I'm here trying to sell you a car and you're telling me about your man didn't come home last night. Anywho. I'm sorry. Go play some Tony Braxton. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> right. right. But just being able to, I, I, I feed off of things that I see. So when I write, just like going back to the when, when I'm watching a movie, I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure things out. I'm trying to uh, say how I would do it. So when I hear all of these different stories, it helped me come up with the thought process for Mr. Fowler. Mr. Fowler is basically a magical adult mm-hmm. Disney World, in a sense. It's a place that you go back to to rekindle the love. And um, so Mr. Fowler is following two couples, a white couple, a black couple, an older couple, a younger couple. The younger couple had just been married maybe about a year. Older couple been together for a while. They've been through some things, and they kind of, in a sense, become a mentor to this younger couple. Mm-hmm. They kind of help them through hard times and stuff like that. But what I did was I took out. I have both of them having two of the same issues, basically. And the issue okay. is, is the white couple. They want the wife wants to get back to the me and my husband just have sex anywhere. Mm-hmm. And the other couple is they're so the wife is so busy with work she 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 treats sex like work almost mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Yeah. So Mischief Island is the place that they're going to go to be, basically bring them back to you know being the loving couple that they you know that yeah. they were before work and stuff like that got in the way. I like that. I like that storyline. Like seriously, I'm make, I'm really intrigued now because usually <laughs> it's the opposite way around. Especially when you're younger, you just want to have sex everywhere. Like, listen, right. you on lunch break? Can I come by? <laughs> right, come by and right, see you? right, right. And for work to consume you like that, I wonder. Now I'm really curious about more of her story. Like, how did work become so important in her life? going back to the the feeding off of people I've met I just heard people talking about stuff like this like man and it just it made for a good storyline to say that when I first heard it I was like what but then when I kept hearing it Mm -hmm. it was like okay this must be a thing yeah so you know like I say I try to draw for real things real life situations that, Mm -hmm. that I hear or see and, you know, I just think that those underlying stories going along with the good sex scenes make for a good book. Yeah, I, I agree. You've got a good story, man. I can't wait to read this, though, seriously, because like <laughs> my, my next question, though, because I, I was thinking about this as you were telling me about the, the young couple in this story. How was it writing from a female's point of view or a, I should say a woman, because Lord, I already know somebody going to get at me <laughs> when I, the fact that I said female. <laughs> somebody go put me on blast in the comments i'm sorry y'all it just slipped out it really truly did okay so how is it writing from a woman's perspective it's tough um writing from a woman's perspective is always a tough thing for me Mm -hmm. um but again having what i call my visual outline the people that's been talking to me sometimes Mm -hmm. i'm able to ask them questions that help Mm-hmm. give me that voice yeah so but but it's very tough because the one thing I always don't want to do is come off seeming like I know what a woman want or 
you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I try to I try to get information here and there. Again, I draw things from what I see and hear. So mm-hmm. if I get a chance to question it or, you know, uh, one of my beta readers, well, all of my beta readers are female. Mm-hmm. So I always run things past them first as well to say, mm-hmm. hey, am I representing this right? Because like you just said, I do not want nobody coming in my DM. I don't want like, no smooth hey. saying, Black Twitter, <laughs> I come in peace, okay? I'm yes. through. Please. Yes. yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I, I get that I think that's really dope though that like all your betas are women like I yeah. couldn't imagine having a better vein to tap from as far as women the women's perspective on things because I'm pretty sure you can handle the the masculine side of it and making sure that people can see that their thought process but as a woman it's I, I was always I always admire uh, male authors who can do that really well Eric Jerome Dickey um, rest in peace yes, he was amazing at doing peace, that yes. And yeah. I, I was like, you couldn't tell me when I first read that book at 13, like you could not tell me that it was not <laughs> written by a woman. And then I found out it was a man. I was just like, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And you know, that's something too that I have to tip my hat to Amanda for. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I talked to her about stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to switch gears for a quick second and talk oh, about abuse bots. <laughs> It goes back to what you said earlier, having female beta readers, having female editors, mm-hmm. and different things of that nature. It really helps me represent the woman side properly, I feel, mm-hmm. where, like you said, the male side, I think I can handle that. You know, yeah. and I also have partners and stuff like that. that sometimes I might question them about certain things and mm-hmm. that answer sometimes helped me figure out what type of tone I give a male character and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I believe that everything we write have pieces of us in it. Yeah. And if a person can 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 figure out that piece, mm-hmm. they're gonna draw everything else in the book towards you. Mm-hmm. You know, some people won't even read Juice Box because they think it's strictly about me and my wife. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, it is. I mean, a lot of the characteristics of you know the main two characters do have our some of our characteristics um mm-hmm. but at the end of the day i mean i have a very vivid imagination i mean right. some days i could like i said i could just be looking at the wind blowing mm-hmm. a rock down the street and some way somehow that formulates mm-hmm. in my head to some type of story yeah like the imagery, like I always look at things and I'm like, how do I describe this without telling somebody exactly what it is? And I think right. that's why I struggle between like technical writing and, and descriptive writing. But that's a that's another story for another day. Because yeah. <laughs> I but know, you know what you got to do is just find the blend that works for you. Just mm-hmm. find the blend of it. Because, you know, that's the one thing that I love about writing is the freedom that writing is the freedom that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, if you want to make it raining today, you yeah. can do that. Yeah. You want to make it snowing. Who's ever seen snow in Florida? Who cares? It's your book. Mm-hmm. If it goes with the storyline that you're trying to say that you needed the snow in Florida, mm-hmm. hey, other crazy things have happened. We just went through a pandemic. <laughs> Who would ever saw this happen? A whole you know pandemic. I mean? People talking about black hornets and locusts and all. Listen, at this point, y'all going to take whatever I write you. 
And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Just give it to him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, who would ever thought, going back to what you said earlier about Tyler Perry, who would mm-hmm. ever thought that this is supposed to be his grandmother? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Madea? And mm-hmm. a grandmother toting a pistol. We probably see that a lot in the black communities. Yeah, we, but, we do. I was going to be nice. But it we see that in the over well. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah, true. But what, I'm saying, true. what I was mm-hmm. saying was that it crossed over well because yeah. it's a lot of Caucasians that love that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who would ever thought that? But that's mm-hmm. why I said you got to write what you feel. Mm-hmm. And, and you just never know who who out there that it might, you know, resonate with and who, who might just actually love it. That, that's something I gotta remember. I always think I the reason why is because I I enjoy writing erotica. I enjoy writing smut, and for me, it's just like it's not even a hobby because now I get paid to do it. But sometimes <laughs> with like my friends, it's like ah, oh, they, they this is what they'll do. They'll sometimes they'll get online and they'll just like take a quote out of the book, and I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and then everybody like like everybody loves it they laugh and they're like oh man where'd you get this from and then they'll tag me in it and it's just like right. really though? that's that's how you want to do this and they're like but well you, you said you like writing it we're just we're just trying to show support <laughs> but i mean be, be thankful for that though because some mm-hmm. people don't get that you know that's what i mean true. Yeah. And, and, and that's another way to put your, your 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 book out there in front of somebody who may didn't even know that you were writing. Oh, see, you I know, wouldn't mind if they would is, put the book in there. Like, if you're gonna tag me, put the put the link. Put the link. <laughs> well, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. Well, look, hey, that's the talk you need to have with your friends, man. I look, think so. I don't mind y'all doing this, but but tag the link. Put the link yeah. in there. You know what I mean? I want to be where the money resides. Put the link. <laughs> like put the link there. If you can clown me for a minute, I want you to put the link in there too. Like, <laughs> but you gotta think about it, man. TikTok is the biggest thing that's blowing people up. And what mm-hmm. what do people do on there? They're clowning on there all day long. All day. So hey, just 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 go with the flow. You know what I'm saying? Somebody tag you in and put the link yourself in the comments. I mean, that's a good. Hey, point. they yeah. they they calling you out. Put it out there. I mean, that's the thing that we have to understand that this book we is like our children. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How many times you get on Instagram, Facebook, and somebody showing off their kids? Sometimes I'm just like, okay, this poor kid gonna look back ten years from now. But I can't look at my books that way. I'm like, ten years from now, I hope that they people still like them. But I don't know. Well, that's scared. what I'm saying. But but I'm saying we can't be scared to show them off. Is what that's I. That's true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. See, the way that they show off their kid, we can't be scared to show off our our books like that. That's true. So <laughs> speak, speaking of showing off your books, we we do have a section called the smooch rating. So one smooch is we'll we'll say I don't know apple juice. Okay, then we got four smooches. Four smooches is that that minute made that that Fantasia fruit juice, whatever <laughs> tropical juice your mama got in the fridge. Like, don't drink it. <laughs> don't drink it. That ain't yours. So, uh, for your stories overall, what smooch rating would you give the more steamier scenes in your in your work? Oh, they don't touch see yeah it's so it's that i know for me in the south it was it's it still is it's that simply uh simply grapefruit or like that simply orange don't drink it that ain't yours don't touch it and yeah. if it's and if it's not open you better leave it alone 
but we don't know what we what we called it for. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I mean, you know, sex is a is, is a stress reliever for for mm-hmm. everybody, really. So, you know, I think if people have more sex and less arguments, we have a better world. You probably would probably be utopia running around here, <laughs> but we'll never find out. We will, ne- right, right. we'll never know because people again. We could get onto a whole nother topic about how people <laughs> view sex and how they use it to bend people's will. That's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, yeah it's right. just right. I, I agree. So is that is that your advice to to authors that are new in the game and they're still not sure what they should do? Should they just go out and have sex and let everything work itself out? <laughs> I wouldn't say all of that, but uh, all of that. Much, yeah. <laughs> my 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 advice to um, upcoming authors is always just write what you feel mm-hmm. um whatever you're writing as long as you you okay standing next to it when it's time to go out there and try to tell somebody about it because mm-hmm. i mean ultimately you like you said earlier you wanted to turn from a hobby to your business mm-hmm. and the only way that you can i mean you know we we go to other people's jobs and we stand by whatever they do we don't know what they're doing behind closed doors but we stand by their brand so, I mean, whatever you're writing, just make sure it's what you feel, what you feel that you want to, you know, to, to add to the world and, mm-hmm. and just just love what you do. You know, um, when I first started, I, I went through so many different channels. I had people trying to tell me, oh, you got to try to write the next this book. You got to write this niche. You got to do that. You got to do this. And I'm like, well, I can't just write what I want to write. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm telling everybody that's, that can hear us right now. Write what mm-hmm. you want to write. Write what you feel. Write what you like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care if you're writing about why footballs are made with leather instead of some other type of material. If that's what you feel passionate write about, it. write it. There's an audience out there for everybody. Mm-hmm. So write what you feel and just find a way to find the audience that likes yeah. what you write. But yeah, there is an audience for everything. So just go out and write your story. And and when you're done, take it to an editor. <laughs> yep. Yes, yes. And that is that is that should probably be mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. Make sure you get you an editor. And yeah. um, Amanda's a great one. Yeah. If you don't use her, at least find you somebody. Somebody. I mean, somebody I mean, that, that know. <laughs> I, I, I've seen a lot of books that probably had a good shot at being a good book. Mm-hmm. be killed by you know grammar and different things of that nature mm-hmm. and not being edited i mean i've i've heard a lot of people talk like man you know the bad part about it is the book was good but i couldn't get all the way through it because you know this it just wasn't edited <sighs> properly yeah that hurts. that hurts my heart <laughs> oh it hurts my heart because I love a yeah. good story and I, I'm good at telling stories and that's why I know firsthand get you an editor sir ma'am somebody yeah. anybody please yeah. Yeah. get you yeah. an editor so but yeah uh, thank you again so much for meeting me today and thank you all for listening please go ahead and show your support by joining us over at the listener support section on uh on anchor and i will see you guys next time thank you for joining us uh, here on the story station bye (laughs) 
Thank you so much for joining us again for yet another episode from the Stories Station. I'm Kay McCoy, your host, and I'd like to take this time to remind you to show your listener support by leaving us a five-star review. Thank you again so much, and everyone have a sweet and romantic day.